0: Welcome to the You Can Have It All podcast to create a successful business and a thriving family. I am your host, Mona Tavasuni. Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Can Have It All. In this episode, we're going to talk about money. Money, money, money. This is the elephant in the room. Everyone talks about chasing your dream and making things happen But let's face it, we need money to make it happen, right? And we rarely hear about where that money is going to come from. So how can you bring cash to your business? There's an old saying that cash is king. Or another one that says cash is the blood in your business. More than 50% of the businesses that fail, they're actually profitable. So the idea is great. There's certainly a need for their product or service. But they couldn't keep enough cash in their account at the end of the month for various reasons. The main one happens when you work with large corporations who have payment terms of 30 to sometimes 120 days from the invoice date. And they can't do that because many companies want to work with them, especially startups. And then these startups need to pay their suppliers on delivery because they don't have that big reputation. So even though the project might have a good profit margin, the period of 30 to 120 days is when they struggle to keep their business alive. And a lot of times they actually, the businesses die in between. This could be one situation in which some businesses seek external funding, Or they might need the money for the initial investment of building their product or app or inventory, etc. So let's talk about seven different ways that you can bring cash into your business and the terminologies that you need to be aware of. When you talk to investors, when you read magazines, different articles, you need to be aware of all of these terminologies. So let's go through them one by one. The first option is bootstrapping. That's when you use your own money, investment or saving to start your business. And then your business generates enough money so that you don't require external funding. You might never seek external funding in your business. But if you are in the tech or industries that require more investment, you might start with bootstrapping until you have your MVP or minimum viable product ready. So you can go to investors with traction and proof of concept. So when someone says they're bootstrapping, it means that they're using their own money and they've never borrowed or had investors in their business. The second option is known as triple F or friends, family and fools. This is when you go to your family members, friends and people who know you and then you ask them for money. The reason they're called fools is that we're not trying to be funny. The reason they're called fool is that this group don't necessarily do any due diligence. They won't ask for your financials. They won't ask for your detailed business plan. So when they give you their money, it's because they know you. They like the idea and they trust you. So and also, to be honest, they usually invest lower amounts, let's say from $5,000 to $100,000. And they like you more than that amount, hopefully. So even if the business doesn't work and they lose that money, it's not a huge deal. Of course, nobody wants that scenario to happen, but they're different than investors who are only there for the money and for the business. There is more emotional attachment when your family and friends invest in your business. There are different schools of thoughts in this area. Some people actually don't want to work with their family and friends for this exact same reason, but it's a personal choice. And as long as you're clear with them from day one and they're aware of the risks, then it's all good. The third option that you have is crowdfunding, which happens when you ask a large group of people to invest small amounts in your business. And there are three major different types of crowdfunding, which are equity-based, reward-based, and donations. I'm sure you have seen a lot of fundraising campaigns for various causes, which are donation-based. The same applies to your business as well, but you either offer a gift or product, to the audience uh, for the investment that they have made, which is the reward-based type, or you offer them shares, which is the equity-based type. Even though each investment might be small compared to traditional ways of raising capital, collectively, it can generate a fair amount for your business. Let's say anything between $1,000, which can be used in the microfinancing situations, up to $50,000, for example. I've seen other crowdfunding platforms for more established businesses that they raise millions of dollars, but that is at a different stage of the business and it's not very common. The fourth option that you have is going to angel investors. These are individuals or a group of investors who invest their own money in your business and that's why they're called angels. You're taking a risk by investing in your business, knowing that 9 out of 10 businesses fail. So they do a lot of due diligence and this is where the real game of raising capital starts. You have to take a lot of steps prior to going to investors. Clear business plan, financial projections, your values, term sheets, etc. I will explain each of these steps in a future episode, but the valuation alone, as an example, is an art and science that you need to master as an entrepreneur. There are many angel groups and individuals all around the world, and they might invest anything between $5,000 to $500,000 in your business. Some angels invest more, up to $5 million. But the common figures are usually at a lower amount for the first round at least. A lot of times they reinvest in your business when you are seeking capital again for the next round with higher amounts as they have more trust in you and your business idea. The main purpose of angel investors is to help you increase the valuation of your company in the next rounds, and they will eventually exit with ideally 10x or more of their initial investment. So, scalability is very important when it comes to seeking funding from angels and vcs so the fifth option is venture capitalists or vcs that i just mentioned vcs are large organizations with certain amount of capital that they raise from their external investors for the specific purpose of investing in businesses which are usually more established So in another episode, I'll talk about the various levels of raising capital from seed round to series A and B and more. So VCs usually come into picture when you're raising for series A and not at a very early stage when you're raising for the seed round. VCs invest in large amounts, usually starting from a million dollars to hundreds of millions of dollars, depending on your industry and business. The sixth option is getting a bank loan. This is very common. When you raise capital through angels and VCs, you offer them shares of your company and they become your partners. If you don't want to give away shares, then another option is to go to banks and get loans. The banks do their own due diligence as well to ensure that you're able to pay them the money back as they don't take any risk. But VCs and angels are in the game with you and sometimes their expertise and network is worth even more than the money they bring to the table. There is no right or wrong, to be honest. Each business is different and depending on the stage that you're at in your business, you might have different requirements. The most important thing is to know what you're signing up for and to do it with full awareness and knowledge. And the seventh and the final option is getting funding and grants from various organizations and government entities. This is an option that gets ignored a lot of times and a lot of entrepreneurs are not even aware of the support that they can get from various organizations, companies and government agencies. There are a lot of grants for young entrepreneurs or women entrepreneurs all around the world. And you don't need to apply to the local options only. There are a lot of grants that accept applications internationally. The beauty of grants is that you are not diluting ownership by giving away shares. I have seen grants from a couple of thousand dollars to hundred thousand dollars. The government might even support you more if you have an innovative idea or your product solves a big problem. The biggest amount I have seen recently was $850,000 investment in the marine industry. So you definitely need to have your pitch deck, which is a presentation that covers all the details of your business, your financials and detailed plan ready before applying for any external investment. Just having a brilliant idea is not sufficient and it's important to go to potential investors with a proper plan and roadmap. So here you have it, 7 different ways to bring cash to your business. From using your own savings or company revenue to getting external investment from various options that are out there. Not all the businesses require investment and this is a long-term relationship that you're building with another person or organization. It's important to ensure that your investors' values are aligned with yours and that they believe in your vision. I also want you to know that you have to do your due diligence as entrepreneurs as well before getting into any deal with any investors. Remember that it's not just about the money. You're giving parts of your company to other people who might eventually have the power to fire you from your own company. As it happened to Steve Jobs and Travis Kalanick, the co-founder of Uber. Talk to other entrepreneurs that have received investments from their investor or their organization to ensure that they had a positive experience. Make a decision based on the collective feedback that you receive. If you find the right partner, well, then it's better to have a small piece of a big pie than the whole of a small pie. Investors come with a vast amount of knowledge, expertise, and network which can help you to scale your business and take it to the next level, which means that you can serve your audience better and you will have access to Many resources that might be difficult to have on your own. And one final advice is to not start looking for money when it's already too late. Give yourself time and never start raising capital when you're desperate. Closing a deal could take anything between two to six months or even to a year. It will be very difficult for you to negotiate your terms if you're desperate and if the investors know it. I will dedicate one full episode all about raising capital with some do's and don'ts. This is a very important topic, which is one of the main modules of our Mom Entrepreneur Academy. And we also cover the topic in details in our Mompreneurs Worldwide Membership. If you are interested to learn more about the membership, go to monatawasil.com slash member and you will be the first to hear all about it. Keep on moving forward and never give up. Let's be honest here. If building a successful business was easy, then everyone would have done it. It takes resilience, courage, and a strong mindset to cut through the clutter. I can't wait to talk to you soon in the next episode. Bye for now.